We're going to talk this morning about the baptism of Jesus uh, found in Matthew chapter 3. Something very pivotal happened in these moments that spoke volumes to Jesus and if we open up ourselves to it, will speak volumes to us as well. Yes, Jesus came to save us from our sins. Yes, he did. For all who just willingly accept that, believing in him, that is true. But as we go throughout this message, I want us to open up to that another big part of his mission was to, to show and to share the love coming forth from God the Father into the world. He wanted to, to showcase in his life, in everything he did, he wanted to showcase the great powerful, never-ending love of God for us all. I believe that one of the deepest human needs is to be loved. One of the deepest needs we all have is to be loved. And now when we think of Jesus... Yes, we believe that he was 100% divine. But at the same time, and this is one of the mysteries of our faith, we can't always explain it perfectly, but at the same time, we believe that Jesus was 100% human. At the same time. Not 50-50, kind of part God, part human. I mean, we believe in totality, 100% God, 100% man. And so we have to think now as a man with flesh and blood, sharing the feelings that we feel as human beings, make that connection. He also had that deep human need in him to know that he was loved. And so we see this coming forth at his baptism. You know, this, again, this was a pivotal moment. You know, prior to this, in the scriptures, we don't hear a lot about Jesus' life. I mean, we hear coming off Christmas, we have a lot of the accounts of his birth. You know, the, the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, we've got the birth. Then along the way, we hear of a, a unique story about as a 12-year-old, we're not going to get into that today, but you know, on, from Nazareth, journeying to uh, Jerusalem, and then him stay, being left behind. They didn't know he was still there, so we've got to have that story. And then, you know, we really don't uh, hear much of anything from about age 12 to age 30. Again, one of those mysteries. We'll learn along the way when we ask him. But for now, we say, well, we don't really know. Uh, but here at age 30... He goes to uh, the River Jordan. His cousin John is there. 
He's, he's the one who's preaching, kind of the forerunner to Jesus of the kingdom is coming. The one, the Messiah is coming. So let's be baptized. Uh, repent. Let's turn from our sins and really turn to the Savior. And, and so Jesus comes to John to be baptized. And this is, the begin- this is what starts his public ministry of, of teaching and preaching and healing and doing wonderful miracles. This begins that time. And God the Father wanted Jesus' son to be secure in knowing that he was loved before being sent out on the mission to bring help and to bring salvation to the world. So we see the deep need to be loved and then the Father expressing that love to Jesus. In Matthew 3, verse 17, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. At his baptism, Jesus needed to hear these words of love and affirmation. And what I want to contend for and bring forth to all of us today is that we have the same need to hear these same words. That's what I believe today. That these words of the Father to Jesus are the words he wants each of us to hear and to receive today. The ministry ahead that Jesus was about to to enter into was going to be difficult. And I believe the ability for Jesus to keep going on that mission, to keep going forward, and to love everyone around him. That mission of love was built upon the foundation of him knowing that he was completely and perfectly loved. That was the foundation, the catalyst from the Father given to him for him to go forth. He needed to know that he was loved. Be secure in that love. If Jesus needed this, how much more do we need this? Because many of our lives and lives of others we know, even children in our community, can be disrupted and marred when they're not loved completely. It's happened to all of us to some degree. That's why this this message today, I believe God wants to bring a sense of healing and help to all of us for maybe ways that we have not felt fully loved, whether by parents, grandparents, 
siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, friends, whatever, the relationships along the path of life. We haven't always felt secure in knowing deeply that we are loved. Today, God wants to have his love be spoken over us and spoken into us. So we all need to gain a stronger sense of security in the love of God. And I think that needs to happen for us, for us to also be sent out like Jesus was. Our mission is different than Jesus. He's the Savior, you know. We aren't. He's God. We're not. But there's a connection here in the kingdom of Jesus being sent out in the love of the Father and then us being sent out in the world within the love of the Father. And the more secure we are on that love, the better we are going to be on the mission, on that specific purpose and role that God has given each one of us uniquely in the world. Every one of us, made in God's image, has a specific calling and mission in the world. And so for, on the path ahead, just like Jesus knew it was going to be difficult, he knew of the cross that was ahead. But then love kept him going. Things are going to be difficult for us ahead too. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But when I just believe that we can get through anything when we know we are loved. We can get through anything when we know we are loved. And I want to make an important connection today. And this is something that I think we uh, really, all of us struggle at times to believe. That God the Father has the same feelings for us as he feels for his son, Jesus. He has those same feelings of love for us as he does for Jesus. Our next point today is we must realize, we must realize the love of the, the love the Father has for Jesus is the same love he has for us. And I'm not pulling this out of thin air. In John chapter 17, we see one of Jesus' last conversations and prayers with the disciples. And he truly wanted to express the love of the Father for each of them, and really for each of us who would hear these words generations later. In John 17, verse 23, as part of Jesus' prayer, he said, and this is, said that the world would know, speaking to the Father, that the world would know that you sent me. And here it is. The world would know that you have loved them. That's in verse 23. You guys can look up this verse later. He said that you have loved them. That's us. Even as you have loved me. 
That's what Jesus said. That we would know that the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. And in verse 26 of, of John 17, Jesus said, I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known in order that, here it is, this is Jesus speaking, in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So Jesus speaking to the Father says that the love Father, that the love you have for me would be in them. That's pretty clear. But I truly think that we struggle. We struggle to believe this truth. That we're really loved that much. We struggle. Either because of past negative experiences that we had in our relationships with others, whether parents or otherwise. So like, how can this be true? How can I be loved this much? And as we're going to get into in a little bit, sometimes we have a false view of God that tarnishes this for us. That we think, as I said in a sermon a while back, that really, he's, when he looks at us, he's really more mad or sad about our lives instead of being glad. And I encouraged us then, as I am again today, to realize he is glad when he looks at you because he made you. He has a perfect love for each of us. So I want us to think he's more glad about you and I than it's sad or mad. And he wants, this is a learning process, but he wants his love to get into us more and more Dispelling all the bad experiences of the past or, or views that were wrong about him in the past. He wants to just, just get rid of all that. And he wants to get in our heads and in our hearts that we are his beloved sons and daughters. He spoke his love over Jesus. And he's speaking his love over all of us. Saying, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. He wants us to take up this new identity. That every other identity that we have in the world would, would pass away. And we'd say, we have a new identity now. A new identity as a beloved son and daughter of the king. That we are in his forever family now. Why? Because through Jesus, our Savior, in believing in him as the Son of God, he then, when we believe in him, he takes us and he adopts us into the family of God. Thereby, we become sons and daughters in the forever family. We become forgiven. We become saved. We become adopted in. That's our new identity now. That's the that identity that actually rises above our families that, that we've been placed in here upon the earth. You know, 
Some people like the family they were born into. Others don't. The people have different struggles in their families. We know this. But I believe God's saying, I want you to be in my family. A family that rises above every other family. Where we are perfectly loved. And so now, what we have in this new identity, we have, let's go to the, there now. We have affirmation, affection, and appreciation. And this is the pattern. This is the biblical pattern of what, Je- what the Father spoke over Jesus. Okay, These three parts, giving Jesus that affirmation of, you're my son. Giving him the affection whom I love and the appreciation with you I'm well pleased it's these three parts that I want us all to understand and live into as our new identity in these notes today I want you to take them this week maybe you can put them in your Bible refer back to these things when you're starting to struggle with not feeling like you have affirmation not feeling like there's affection for you or appreciation. You realize, you know, I have these things in God now. We now have affirmation. God's saying to you, you are my son, you are my daughter. The affections whom I love and appreciation with you, I am well pleased. You know, I think that we sometimes have a very generalized view of God's love. It's not very specific. I want this to help it get more specific for each of us. We think, well, we kind of know in our heads, well, yeah, yeah, God loves me. We think, well, God loves me. Well, he kind of has to. He's God. You know, we think, and I think it's, it's up here. We have a head-level knowledge sometimes of God's love. And I want it to start to penetrate deeper, deep into our feelings, into our into the soul level. Because we just think with our head, well, God loves me because, you know, again, he's God. It's kind of, he has to. That's how it, how it works, right? But we then, I think, believe, well, yeah, God loves me, but I'm not sure he likes me very much. And that goes back to the sometimes thinking, oh, well, he's looking at our life, the things we do, and he's sad. Saying, oh, there's another life going away. Or he sees what we're doing, and oh, he's, he's mad at me again. And try to dispel those things that through Jesus Christ, we are loved. We are loved. And that he loves us, and he likes us, he appreciates us, he delights in us, and even though we might have not heard it before from others, he's proud of us. See, with that last statement, with you I am well pleased. I think that's very important because we learn the affirmation of we're a son or daughter in God's forever family. 
The affection is there. I love you. But again, sometimes that I love you gets too bland in our minds. And I think the last one, I just think the last one is something we really need to tune into. That in our new identity, we have appreciation. I get that from when he says, with you, I am well pleased. With you, I'm well pleased. Other translations, with you, like, I delight. In you, I delight. There's a sense of joy over you. So to me, I get that not only he loves us, he actually likes us. He likes us. And he wants to be with us. That he actually appreciates our lives because we are made in his image. And in that appreciation, I also get, and I want you to hear, that he is proud of you, proud to call you a son and a daughter. I just pray that we would open ourselves up more fully to the affirmation, the affection, and the appreciation that the Father has for us through his Holy Spirit and through his Son, Jesus. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we are here because of you. We are alive because of you, your breath of life in us. If you didn't like us, you wouldn't have breathed life into us. You wouldn't have given us life. So help us to, to disregard all the lies we believe in throughout our lives. That, well, maybe God loves me. I don't, I don't know if he likes me very much. Help us to, to cast that behind us now that we're, we have learned that with us you are well pleased because the love you have for us, Jesus has told us, is the same love you have for him. It's the same love that binds us all together. And wherever we've been hurt in the past, maybe, maybe we did not hear that, those words, I love you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. May we hear them deep in our souls this day and onward. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. We thank you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.